I'm Elena Lansberg-Lewis, your host of Grandmothers on the Move, the podcast that kicks old stereotypes to the curb. Come meet these creative, outrageous, authentic, adventurous, irreverent, and powerful disruptors and influencers. Grandmothers, from the living room to the courtroom, making powerful contributions in every walk of life. We know them most intimately as loving caregivers, the older women in our lives with a thousand stories about their grandchildren and pictures in their purses. In this podcast, you'll come to know even more about our grandmothers. They are galvanized, determined, and are guaranteed to get you thinking. What drives them? What are they up to? What is the potential of grandmother power, and how is it changing the world? Grandmothers are on the move. You don't want to be left behind. Hi, it's Ilana. Welcome back to Grandmothers on the Move. Well, today I'm coming to you triumphant because unbeknownst to my wonderful guest, Lara, who's in Lisbon in Portugal today, I have been wanting to speak to Lara about the graffiti grannies and Lata 65 for over a year. It was one of the first things I read about when I started this podcast and I thought I must find these wonderful women and speak to them. So Lara, it is extremely gratifying to have you on the other end of the line today. Welcome to Grandmothers on the Boo. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. It's my pleasure to be here. <laughs> now, I know you're not a grandmother and I know that you're an architect. What brought you to the idea of teaching graffiti art and street art to older people and older women in particular? Well, it's really simple for me. I'm not a writer or a graffiti artist. And this is really strange when a non-artist propose an activity like this. But I need to explain you a bit more about me and about my life to understand how the idea came up of Letter 65. Like you said, I'm an architect. I study architect and I, stu- and I work for more than 10 years. But I always did other things. And uh, one of the things I did in 2011 in my hometown, I'm from a small town in interior of Portugal, really close to Spain. And I share this passion for street art and for graffiti and for the history of that place. Covilhã, my hometown, was really important a few centuries ago. In the mountain, we have the more most important textile industry in the country. We export it to Europe. And so after the revolution, all of this textile industry just disappeared. And so me and my brother, we shared this passion for the city and so in 2011, we decided that maybe it was really nice to pay a tribute to this history through street art. And so we started over there. And uh, in 2011, in Portugal, we didn't have any festival, any event of street art. So the first one, we proposed it in the interior of Portugal. It was really good. And in big cities, we were expecting that the, the public we had were the youngest um, the students of the university and the, the young people of the city. But the truth is that the ones who were always with us were the seniors. Day after day, they were come and would ask all the type of questions. It was not just a matter of time, of having a spare time. It was They asked about the materials, about the, the histories we were putting on the streets, about the way artists live, uh, if they had families, if they could live by painting walls, every kind of questions. And after my city, I went to work in other places, the coast of Portugal, in Lisbon also, and was always the senior public that were more present. 
So one day, talking with a friend of mine about this, about usually we say that uh, old people have more misconceptions about the street art. Uh, and I was telling him that, no, that for me was a surprise having as a public more a senior public than a, a young public. And he challenged me, why you don't put them at work? And was just this. In 15 days, I built all the project. I invite several artists to help me with the practice part of the workshop. And was supposed to be just one time. But I love the results. And so I, since 2012, I have been managing and finding ways to fund the projects to keep doing it. And it's, it's really simple. The idea is just by observation. I think this the observation comes because I'm an architect. Usually I can't spare one thing from the other. Now I, I'm just working on uh, this field of uh, street art, uh, urban art, community art. It's impossible to spare both things, to disconnect. Right, they're integrated. And I've been looking at the many, many photos that have been posted everywhere. And National Geographic did a photo essay as well. It's really striking, first of all, because I think, as you say, we think of street art as an expression of youth. It's such a challenging image of an older woman holding a spray can. Have you seen changes in the women who have been doing this graffiti art? Why did you choose an older woman with a spray can as your logo? Tell me a bit about what you found over the last few years. The logo was made by one of our students that brought us the logo in the end of the first workshop. The lady, she was doing a stencil of a lady that was in that class. And uh-huh. we just adopted the, the stencil as our logo two years later, maybe. We needed a, a bit of time to, okay, this is going to be our logo because this is impossible to be better than this. <laughs> That's true. So I'm going to explain you a bit about the process of Lata 65 because you will understand the transformation you see. Until now, we have done 43 workshops. We have worked with more than 520 seniors and only 93 are men. When we started the workshop, we didn't understood why we had so many women and so less men. And with the time we were, we were learning that Uh, women are more kind to learn new things and want to learn new things and men not. Men just with the football and playing cards is enough for them. This is what people in the social centers tell us and what we see also in the workshop. So you've done it in uh, Portugal, in uh, big cities, small cities, in villages, in the country. We've done it in Spain, in Brazil and uh, USA. Next week we are going to Aberdeen and in Scotland uh, to make the project. Uh, We have to work with the doctors, lawyers, teachers, fisherwomen, all kinds of uh, people people that don't know how to read even their names, people haven't drawn ever in their lives, they work all their lives in the country. The only difference between these is that in the first part of the workshop, we start always with a more visual, theoretical part. We talk a lot about street art, about graffiti, about 
techniques, the codes of reading graffiti, how we pass from graffiti to street art, what are the themes, the materials, the techniques, the countries, the artists, everything. And just after, we start working and we start working with a tag. Each student creates the tag and make the project that by the end of the workshop we'll put on the wall. Then we start working on the technique of stencil. We propose them to draw a lot about everything they want. We don't have a theme, never. Every person draws everything uh, what he wants. And then we start cutting and cutting sometimes. And usually this is the first time that most of them uses a cutter. And just after this, we are talking maybe about eight hours of uh, work. Then we go to the streets and we paint the wall in one hour. I've begun workshops with the person telling me I really don't know what I'm doing here because I just want to die or my grandsons don't want to know about me and I'm just here spending my time until I die, things like that. And uh, these small challenges that we give them in the first part to understand the city We give them the tools to understand the city, to read the, the walls of the city. Uh, usually they hate tagging, they hate graffiti, and <laughs> I really don't want them to change that. I just want them to understand what they are seeing on the streets. And then when they start drawing and then they create their name, they tag name, and usually starting to draw, And we are talking with persons that they have maybe 70, 80 years of perfection, the imperfection that is imposed by the society. And so they have a lot of problems about doing mistakes, about doing curved lines and things like that. And so we are constantly destroying this in their minds. We love strange lines, strange animals, strange flowers, strange everything. And they will look perfect on the wall. By having this conversation and this type of mood in the workshop, they feel freely to make everything and to experience. We are not pointing any finger to them. No, you should do this like this or like that. They do everything they want to do. We are just there to guide them through the workshop. And you can see the transformation their self-esteem, you can see it. And usually when we have a lot of uh, journalists with us, they can feel that also. I can't explain. Uh, I just can explain by this. We give them small challenges. And I think that they feel free about this. And so when we go to the wall, it's like the top of the workshop. We've been producing a lot. And then we go to the wall and just then put them a spray on the, on the wall And they can uh, have that moment of pure joy. And I think this is just the magic of the workshop, that they work a lot. They can understand that they have the ability and the possibility to learn something new. And they can do it really well. And they see themselves in a different way. And usually the families see them in a different way. So this is not just about the workshop and the group we have there is everything else. When you go to the streets, and I'm clear about that, we need to go to the streets. I want people to see the group painting. I want people of 10, of 20, of 30, 40 to see that someone with 80, with 70 can have a joy, a lot of joy painting a wall. And they will change their minds about what is a person with more than 65 years old. 
in the photographs that I've seen, that's one of the things that made me so excited about it was that the feeling of creativity and excitement and joy, it comes through almost physically in the way that these older women are smiling, the happiness that they're radiating, powerful feeling of holding that spray can. There's something that looks liberating about it. Yeah, yeah. for us it's, it's really nice because we, we give a lot of ourselves because usually in the cities, in the centers, social centers and things like that, and even in our families, old people, we need to push for them. It's really nice when we get by the end of the workshop. And for example, in the last workshops, you find walking sticks on the wall and all crunches and you need to ask, this is from whom? Because they forget that they have pain in the legs and things like that. And I just can explain the transformation by these kinds of things that happen in the workshop. Right, because it's often the small indications of yeah. being engaged and being included I wanted to ask you, is there a favorite story? Is there an older woman or a grandmother who... We always have a lot of stories. We've met a lot of beautiful people, but there is one story, of course. The story of Luisa Curtzão. She was the lady that made our logo. She came uh, in the second day of our first workshop and she stayed with us. In the last day, she brought that stencil that now is our logo. She brought also a lot of small drawings of fairies and uh, witches that she was cutting. And we challenged her after the workshop, you need to go to the streets, Lisa, because you have potential. You have your style of stencil. You need to put this on the wall in the streets. During two months, we were, you need to go, you need to go, you need to go. And then one day she came, uh, she go to the streets and uh, she never stopped during maybe three, four years. She died three years ago. But before that, she was the third teacher of the workshop. She came to the workshop. She was retired. She was a doctor. And so she was with us all the times when we were doing the workshop. Even for one of my festivals, we invited her as an artist. And it was really nice because in 2016, uh, you have a bunch of artists in Lisbon promoting street art. And you would read a lot of articles with photos of Louisa Stencils writing an article about street art in Lisbon is watching to Louisa's stencil and and he can find that he's more than 65 years old and and even uh, in 2013 I think Marta Cooper is a photojournalist that is photographing graffiti since the beginning since the 70s in uh, New York and she came here to Lisbon and I did a, a tour with her and she only asked me to meet Luisa Curtão because it was the first time that she met someone with more than 65 years old went to paint to the street because usually people that has 60 has a bad crown on graffiti and things like that. Not Louisa. Louisa started at 65 years old. And this was the first time that she met someone that was going to the streets with this age. Louisa is a special story because we could follow her. She started with us. And even when she passed away, was the moment that we understood the transformation that this workshop had in her because she had a stroke. That's why he was retired. And she had a problem about the hearing. He couldn't be in a class with several people because she would have a lot of noise in her brain. I can't explain this better than this. Sorry. And to go to the workshop was the first time she left home 
and went to a room with other people because she wanted to be in that workshop with us, learning how to make stencil and graffiti. Wow, it's a fantastic story. And I'm sure that there are many stories. Many, 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 a lot. I wonder if you can tell me about your own thinking about why street art is the important vehicle it is for these older women, but also how they come to understand why it matters. Let me explain just the name, Lata 65. Lata means in Portuguese, the can, but also having the gut is like an expression we have in Portugal. Tens lata de ir para a rua. You have the guts to go to the street. That is not supposed a person with more than 65 years going to the streets to paint a wall. That's why Lata 65 has this double meaning. Well, about street art. I don't like tagging, okay? Uh, <laughs> okay. But because the tagging comes from graffiti. Graffiti has a lot to do about ego, about uh, someone that needs to spread, that wants to spread his name everywhere. This is the, what graffiti people like to do, the writers like to do. Mm-hmm. I need to spread my name through all the city. And then you have a code of reading and a code of hierarchy. I think I, I can say this in English. That if you go on the tops of the, the building, you are the king and you uh, begin in the lower part and you are the toy. You have a, a really a code and hierarchy for this. What I used to say is like, this is the pee of the dog. And for <laughs> me, as a human being, I don't need to do this. For telling the I exist, I don't need to pee everywhere. I feel that we as human beings that have evolved for centuries, we can make as a note in our society doing other type of things. For me, street art or urban art or public art has a natural way of talking to people. I think this is the powerful thing about art is when well used, you can make really powerful transformations and transformations talking about culture, about social, about architecture, about tourism, about political. You can use this as an instrument to change many, many, many things. And this is the way I work in the city. I don't never look at street art has a decoration of the city. And unfortunately, this is being done in uh, a lot of countries, a lot of places. A lot of people, a lot of municipalities are using street art just or building a mural, just has decoration uh, of a uh, place. And for me, this is opportunities that are missed, that are lost when you don't promote anything. Because every street, every every neighborhood needs some kind of changes. And when you go there, you need to watch. You need to ask, talk to people and see if with a wall or with someone that you are going to make there, you can change something. And this is the power that you have. Or you just go there and make a mural and the, the artist can't even talk to the community community and don't in- interact with the community or you can change or you can do something else and really totally different and have impact in what you are doing over there. I wonder if in the groups if you talk about that or if that's something that the women sometimes it depends of the of the group. Even if the workshop is a workshop of street art, the art is just about the process. We don't want to produce artists with a workshop. We just want them to change the way they look at themselves. They look at the city, at the the community, in their family, the role they have in their families, the way they look at themselves every day. And 
In the other part, we want people to see that this group page, they are capable of doing amazing things, so we need to watch and give them visibility. The workshop runs and has a goal, has several goals, and sometimes they are really not related with Urbanart. Even the mural, a lot of people doesn't like the result. I love the result. I love the powerful colors we spread on the walls. But I know that this mural has a really strong impact in their lives because it's like the memory of that moment. And every time they pass, someone passes by there, they will remember immediately what they have done there. They know exactly the place where they put the stencil of their hands, the stencil of the flower, the statement they wanted to leave in the wall. And this is really, really important for me because of this. What is it that you hope people understand and and can take away from it? I know what I've learned. I've learned a lot. Uh, I don't have grandparents uh, since my, my 18th. So I've learned a lot. They are able to do things that aren't supposed to do. And that's even in our society that make us think that we are not capable or we shouldn't do this because I'm too old or something like that. We shouldn't listen to this and we should try everything until we are 120. <laughs> yes, I've, we have done the workshop with a lady with 102. So I know what I'm talking about. If the grandmother is listening to the podcast, I would say, please go buy a spray can and go to the wall. It's really nice when you meet the, the police. <laughs> it's really, really nice to see their faces. <laughs> and what do the police do when they meet grandmothers with spray cans? How do I, th you I think it happened to Luisa and the, the police that was watching, he freezed, he couldn't move or talk and he was with a face like, but who? what she's doing she looks like my grandmother it's, it's really nice the feeling yeah I just love the whole thing Laura I think it's a fantastic contribution thank and you I hope that other groups start the same thing and it's wonderful to hear that you're traveling to other countries to share this with them yeah it's a pleasure to share this and uh, I always say that all the information about the workshop and the way we do it is on the internet is spread all over the world and uh, I wish more people uh, tries to make this it's, it's really really regarding by the end thank you so much for this Laura thank you very much Elena thanks for listening I'm Elena Lansberg-Lewis your host of Grandmothers on the Move if you want to find out more about me or the podcast Go to grandmothersonthemove.com and come back next week for another episode.